0: In the last chapter of the book of Acts, Acts 28, verse 23, we have a cameo, photo, a picture of the Apostle Paul with a burden, an anointed burden, both for prayer, as we talked about last week, and for action to see three different nations changed with revival. Israel, Italia, and Spain. This is the context for what happens there and how he relates to people in that last cameo. He's already been in prison for two years. He uses political pressure to appeal to Caesar to try to get justice for his situation. And then then he has to wait for two more years before he gets to talk to Caesar. And early church history tells us that this time Caesar, Emperor Nero, lets him go and he has more ministry. I'd like us to look at how the Apostle Paul relates to people, his strategy in the anointing for seeing Israel, Italia, Italy, and Spain, where he wants to go, totally revolutionized. I see, when I ask myself the question, what... Does an apostolic church need to be, need to do? One of the key things that we need to be and do is what we see in the apostles. They are the embodiment of apostolic culture. And if I could trouble everybody that's in the lobby, I hear you. Everybody in the lobby, could you either start listening or else if you're gonna talk for a moment, um, be a little quieter, thank you. Mr. Mickelson, school teacher kicking in there, or there'll be detention. So, apostolic culture is what we're going after, what we're experiencing going after. And the way we know what apostolic culture is to, is to look at an apostle, supremely Jesus. He's our high p- apostle, right? But the other apostles as well in them in the New Testament. So the first observation of three I want to make about apostolic culture that wants to change a nation is that the Apostle Paul had great confidence in the amazing power of his personal testimony. He believed in an apostolic testimony, talking about what God has been doing, what God says he's going to do in the Bible and not ever changing the subject. The first talking point for you and me in application is, have confidence in the power of your kingdom testimony, your resurrection, Jesus life testimony of what God is doing in you, have confidence in it. Know that God will infuse it with power to help change your personal world And as the church steps up in this day nationally to change America, let's look at Acts 28, verse 23. The Apostle Paul has just arrived in Rome, and he's called together some Jewish leaders, and he says, I'd really like to talk to you guys about Jesus, and they say, "Well, it's set a day, and let's, uh, let's have that meet." So we pick up in Acts twenty-eight, twenty-three. When they had, so when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, under house arrest. At his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly what testified of what. And when you read further, it's all about. He talks to them from morning to night, from the Bible about Jesus. When we're talking about the kingdom of heaven and kingdom testimony, it always includes the living presence of the king (laughs) and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's very powerful. We see that Jesus Christ himself had huge confidence in the kingdom of God. It's like the kingdom of God and the message of the kingdom has within it a supernatural inherent power. It's like God breathes on the testimony of the kingdom and he says, Let there be life. And it surges through the message. The testimony of miracles, the testimony of what Jesus has done for you personally, the testimony of what he's done for your friends, the testimony for what, of what he's done in the Bible, which is our testimony as well. We own it. It's a family testimony. It's the, God breathes on it, and the power of God surges through it, and the kingdom expands, the kingdom grows. This is Paul's goal for talking to the, these Jews. He wants Israel to be saved. He wants Rome to be saved. He wants Italy to be saved. He wants Spain to be saved. He, we want America to be saved. America shall be saved. What does Jesus say about it? We don't have, the, have it up here, but I want you just to listen to it. He says, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow he himself does not know how for the earth yields crops by itself first the blade then the head and after that the full grain in the head there is supernatural expansion power in the message of the kingdom your message of the kingdom you're repeating others message of the kingdom you're gossiping the kingdom. You're gossiping the Jesus message. You're, ca- you're gossiping and talking about the kingdom and, and the king. Jesus wants to reinforce it. He morphs right into another kingdom statement when he says, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs or herbs. (laughs) Your kingdom testimony might seem small, might seem insignificant, but God says it is not. All the authority of heaven surges behind it. He causes it to supernaturally increase in other people's lives. Don't underestimate God in your life. He's big. He's mighty. He's powerful. He's Jesus. He's the king. He's the king of kings and lord of lords, and he has a way. The Bible says of the increase, not not just his government, but the increase of his government there will be no end. The increase will be no end of the government of Jesus, and it's entirely linked to the testimony of miracles, blessings, Jesus' experience, the overflow of Jesus in our lives, out of our mouths to others, to each other, and to others, it is so powerful. We're always uh, stirring up stories here at New Song Church. We do video stories of Kingdom Jesus, Resurrection Jesus experiences. We share testimonies in our enjoying fellowship groups. The Word of Christ, capital W, the presence of the living Christ dwells in us richly as when we teach and admonish one another, kingdoms released. We get people's testimonies and print them out. And our evangelists, when we go, when we go, the door-to-door teams, um, when people aren't home, we, we we put the testimony out there. We're getting at least a thousand of those testimonies out every year and more. Your testimony. Some of you have written. You have written testimonies. And the exciting thing about this is it's not bottlenecked in my office. You guys are out of control. (laughs) Because you're in control of the spirit, because the spirit is in control of you. Does the kingdom, the advancement of the kingdom involve political pressure? Answer, yes. Does it involve just political pressure? Answer, no. Answer, yes. Is it lawful, says kingdom culture, Paul? Is it lawful for you to whip, to flog a Roman citizen? Several times he asked that question. Political pressure uses the law. It is appropriate for us to defend our Constitution. To insist that our laws be enforced. That we be a land of law and order. You're going to treat me unfairly? I appeal to Caesar. Political pressure. Protests. Peace, yes. Writing government leaders, yes. Voting, yes. One-third of the potential or the eligible voters in 2020 election, presidential election, one-third, one-third did not vote. More eligible voters did not vote than, then voted for President Trump. This is huge, and then much of it is, not all of it, but I suspect I tried to find some stats on evangelical voting, and um, I couldn't find any. <laughs> but, but it just simply is true that if you if you uh, are an eligible voter, vote. <laughs> And get other people to vote. And get them to vote who you're voting for. Care about it. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, through our sister. <laughs> Pray about it. Get after it. Is it just political pressure? No. If you are relying entirely on political pressure, you'll revert to talk ra- conservative talk radio Despair and frustration. That's a spirit. Talking with uh, some pastor friends in my monthly um, Zoom meet this last week. And I asked them to give some, give me some impact, in, in, advice. What do you guys think of the themes of America Shall Be Saved? What's some of your input? It's sponsored about a 40-minute interaction that I just listened to. <laughs> took notes for my sermon (laughs) a couple of them denny klein and from albany and galen gindrich from uh from mcminnville they both came down really really strong on not depending just on political pressure but to but not to abandon the message of the king and the kingdom let's dance with who brung us And how even amongst Christi- among Christians, there's uh, sometimes arrogant mocking of, of people that believe differently or leaders that make mistakes or, or believe differently or, or have um, opposite views that we do. And it's not the meekness of Christ. And it's the kind of frustration. It's, it's understandable given some of the sense of unfairness that can be out there that is out there but we mustn't we mustn't yield to the notion that we just appeal to caesar but that we always default to the glory of god the kingdom of god the authority of god the blessing of god the expectation of god that our testimony is part of the answer I like Miguel's kingdom confidence in his testimony. If you ever wanna get stirred up with inspiration, ask Miguel to, Miguel wave at us. Ask Miguel, there he is. Ask Miguel to tell you his latest miracle story. He's always overflowing. He knows that it will make a difference. He lives in an atmosphere of the testimony and is making a huge difference. In his influence in churches throughout the Pacific Northwest. We don't always, I don't always do the kingdom testimony just right. Sometimes I, well, let me just give you a personal example. I was uh, rather preoccupied with my list of things I needed to get done. This week, important things. And I was interrupted by a request from my dear um, wife, Brenda, to this twin bed we had that was ended up being this extra bed to see if we could find someone to give it to. And I just imagined myself spending all this time trying to find someone who would want this bed. It's a nice twin bed. We did find an owner, so just don't don't, don't ever don't ask me afterwards. <laughs> and I confess my sin to you right now. I wanted to just to take it, have someone have ask someone to take it to the landfill. I, I didn't want to deal with it. I could just see it time consuming. First of all, you find someone who needs it, then they're going to ask if you could deliver it. Then you've got to go get the church van and the church trailer and then you deliver it and you don't get this other stuff done on your list. And that's so why I suggested that idea to Brenda and it didn't go over very well because she had a kingdom mindset. She wanted to bless somebody. I just saw it as an interruption. I remembered later, Jesus primarily ministered to his interruptions. <laughs> didn't he? So, she finally branded to say, well, do what you want, and I knew that meant (laughs) make sure this happens my way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I knew how things work. So, we got the word out. And you know, I got stirred up for the kingdom reality at that point because pretty soon, Sonia, uh, Sonia uh, Guevara calls me or texts me. You hear uh, Sonia? Went to the coast this weekend. Okay. So she uh, texts me. Hey, I saw, I've I've got a neighbor, I've got a friend and they live just on the, right next to your street that, Wants your bed, and I all of a sudden got really spiritual. <laughs> really, well, we we, we just want to be Jesus in our neighborhood, you know. We want to express <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we have a way of of jolting each other into kingdom uh, realities, don't we? That's a good thing. You have you you have you've been jolted too. You've had jumper cables onto your kingdom jumpstart, too. I know you have. So anyway, this uh, gal calls me, and I say, yeah, yeah, you can have it, man. Come get it. I said, oh, could you deliver it? <laughs> I said, sure. I'd be glad to. <laughs> Got red and sunny did now watching. at <laughs> Jesus, mostly. So... I wish I would have taken the photo of my mistake. I put the mattress in the box spring and mattress in the trunk of my car, sticking out. After all, it's just one block over. <laughs> it was quite a sight. sticking out the trunk of my car. So I pulled around the block, and this guy's just staring at me on his, from. His, he stopped his bicycle. and just was staring at my pickup <laughs> at my pickup truck. My car. I said, do you like my pickup? <laughs> anyway, this was a gal that their, her marriage had just broke up, and she was in despair, and she just had moved from a house into this rented room. It didn't have any furniture. And just she was so, is it free? Really, it's free? I said, yeah, it's just, I'm glad to be, a, be of help. <laughs> Actually, I gave Brenda credit. <laughs> My wife knew, just knew someone was going to need this, and I, I'm just helping out here. But it dawned on me how we can stir each other up, and we can help each other get with the program, which is the program of the Holy Spirit, amen? So Brenda and Sonia had kingdom confidence, and I, it splashed onto me, and I got some. <laughs> I heard that Brittany's testimony this morning stirred up kingdom desires and delights. I love reading your uh, kingdom it, your, your kingdom testimonies on, on social media. Let's just know that anything we do like this, it's not just a matter of the testimony per se but it has to do with the reality that there's inherent power in the testimony. Jesus says it's gonna grow the Apostle Paul as an expression of apostleship in an apostolic culture that wants a nation to be saved. It is going to require not just the prayer that we talked about last week, but the, but the, but the sure and certain confidence that Jesus people who have resurrection Jesus connection have experiences with Jesus and revelation from the New Testament, revelation from the Old testament that 's alive and present tense to us in a way that we ha- cannot keep still about it and we talk about it and it 's not the emotional intensity or the enthusiasm that impacts the person, although that can be um, that can be wonderful and that can be effective there is something beyond just the just the excitement of sharing it it has to do with the reality that all of heaven is behind that um, for us and through us to other people this is a this is what god is calling the church to in america to live not in a cessationist it just happened in the old in the new testament sort of a syndrome, but that Jesus is resurrected, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I'm hitching my trailer to his pickup. (laughs) Amen. Amen? Secondly, have confidence in the power of those highly optimistic Bible prophecies that you come across from time to time. Acts 28, verse 23. So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law and the prophets. I've underlined the prophets in my Bible here. From morning till evening. In other words, we're not keeping still about it. From morning till evening, we get revelation from the from the Bible, including the prophetic words in the Old Testament and the New Testament about end times. Paul had Paul had uh Apostolic culture wants to change nations. The Apostle Paul had great confidence in the great power of Bible and Bible prophecies, of the Bible and Bible prophecies. You'll come across two kinds of Bible prophecies. Um, one One is scary. Revelation. Revelation, and in the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah, Jesus said, earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, people's hearts growing cold, sin abounding, so little faith. Oh, it's like, oh, wow. And some are that way. But I remember when I came to Christ, when I was 16, first book I wanted to read was the book of Revelation. And I, and I saw the scary stuff, and I, and I had two positive responses. And I think th- these same responses are the same ones that the Spirit that was in me stirred me up, was stirring Paul up to use the negative ones too. The first one is the very positive thing that this could mean that Jesus is coming any moment. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Jesus is here. It's over. We're moving on. We're raptured out of here. Woo! Hope you're not scared of heights. And the second positive thing is, is that these very real scary testimonies can be used. I mean, there's been millions of people that have come to Christ through, through the scary testimonies of end times. People don't want to be with that group. They want to be with the good group. And it moves them into the right category, (laughs) the Jesus category. I'm not going to take the time to read um, Paul's prophetic quote from Isaiah to the Jews he's talking to, but it did stir them up. Some believed, hooray, and some didn't believe. And then they went and disputed among themselves, but at least he shook things up. And the testimonies shake things up. We are never called to, a for- to retreat to a, force, a, a fortress mentality that, that just studies the prophecies and never does anything about them. That is, a, that is a wrong response to the, to the, to the scary prophecies. Oh, more signs that Jesus is coming back. Lock the door, honey. Lock the door. We, we need to protect ourselves till Jesus gets here. We're just kind of hiding in a wimpy sort of a way. I like what Todd Thomas. Are you here today, Tom? Uh, Todd? Not here. He said he's watching online. No, he's watching us today. I used to long to go to heaven to escape this world. Now I love to live to release heaven upon the world. Then we move on in Acts chapter 28. I'm going to finish with this. Therefore, let it be known to you. It's a positive prophecy. Let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles and they will hear it. The Gentiles in Italia, Italy, Rome, and in Spain and beyond. Did he get that encouragement from the Old Testament? Yes. Do you know there are actually tons of Old Testament prophecies that, that talk about the nations coming? The nations coming in mass to Christ? and Matthew himself says about the great commission to disciple nations this whole mentality of we're just a, a persecuted minority and we're just kind of hanging on till Jesus comes is a false it's not apostolic and it's not how Paul saw things he says i expect all the gentiles to be saved and what does Bill Johnson say? He says it is, it is irresponsible for us to push the positive promises all into this thing we call the millennial millennium with stuff that God wants us to be responsible for in our day. So let's get after the positive prophecies and see that there's, uh, that, the neg- that the scary prophecies are laced with hope in terms of ministry to others, and in terms of, of signaling the possibility that Jesus is coming in a second. Watch, he said. Let's stand up. I'm going to talk some more about some of this. I'm so happy about America shall be saved. I, this Studying has stirred me all up. If you don't know Christ, today is your day. Turn to him. Call on him. Calling him to save you. The Bible says three different times, whoever calls in the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. In the audience today, if you're not sure of your relationship with Jesus, be among those that come forward. Come talk to me. Come talk to some of the elders or pastors. Let's have some of our leaders come up here and, right now. And Pat, if you come up and play some music. And let's have uh, people that would like the uh, Kingdom Miracles testimonies in your future to come and get one right now let's we'll pray for you for healing body soul or spirit you need a miracle from god let's pray for you let's have a let's have some of our pastors and other leaders come up here right now to make it easier for others to come up uh, that would be right now yeah <laughs> and and then uh, if you have a need come on up but put your hand on your heart right now i just want to say jesus we love you and we love your kingdom we say America should be saved. America should be saved. We have confidence in the testimony. We have confidence, so oh God, in your prophecies. We have confidence in our part. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Come get prayer. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for being with us today.